Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, retold from the Mark Twain original. Chapter 5, A Mysterious Campfire. The next morning, I was lazy and didn't want to get up to cook breakfast. I was dozing off again when I heard a deep boom away up the river. I looked out through a hole in the leaves and saw a lot of smoke on the water. It was a long way up near the ferry landing. And there was a ferry boat full of people. I knew what was going on now. Boom! I saw white smoke coming out of the ferry boat side. They were firing a cannon over the water, trying to make my body float to the top. The ferry boat was floating with the current, and soon I could see who was aboard. Pap, Judge Thatcher, Joe Harper, Tom Sawyer, his Aunt Polly... Sid and plenty more were there. Everybody was talking about the murder. Soon they floated past and went out of sight of the island. I could hear the booming now and then further and further off. After about an hour, I didn't hear it anymore. I felt bad about lying to them like this, but I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want my pap to find me, and I didn't want to go back to my old life with a widow. I knew I was all right now. Nobody else would come looking for me. I got my things from the canoe and set up a nice camp in the thick woods. I made a kind of tent out of my blanket to put my things under so the rain couldn't get at them. I also caught a catfish. Towards sundown, I started my campfire and had supper. When it got dark, I sat by the fire feeling satisfied. But by and by, it also got sort of lonesome. I sat on the bank and listened to the water swishing along and counted the stars and drift logs. Then I went to bed. There's no easier way to feel better when you're lonesome. You get over it soon. It went on for like this for three days and nights. Every day was the same. After that, I went exploring around the island. It felt like it all belonged to me, and I wanted to know all about it. I found plenty of strawberries and green summer grapes. Green raspberries and blackberries were beginning to come out. They would come in handy, I thought. I almost caught a snake, too. I was running after it when, all of a sudden... I stepped right into the ashes of camphor that was still smoking. Somebody else was on my island. My heart jumped into my lungs. I didn't wait to look around, but went sneaking back on my tiptoes as fast as I could. Every now and then I stopped and listened, but I was breathing so hard I couldn't hear anybody else. When I got back to camp, I wasn't feeling very brave. I told myself that this was no time to fool around. I gathered all my gear and put out my fire. I spread the ashes around looking at an old camp from last year. Then I climbed up a tree. I was up there for about two hours, but I didn't see or hear anything. There was a few times when my imagination made me think I heard and saw many things coming. I couldn't stay up there forever, so I finally climbed down. I stayed in the thick woods and kept on lookout for all the time. All I could eat were berries and leftovers from breakfast. By nighttime, I was pretty hungry. When it was good and dark, 
I moved the canoe out and paddled across the river. I went into the woods and cooked the supper. I had almost decided to stay there all night when I heard horses coming. Then I heard people's voices. I got everything back into the canoe as fast as I could and then crept through the woods to see where I could find out. Hadn't gone far when I heard a man talking. We should camp here if we can find a place, he said. The horses are tired. I didn't wait, but shoved the canoe out and paddled away. I hid back on the island where I had been before and decided to sleep in the canoe. I didn't sleep much. I couldn't. Every time I woke up, I thought someone had caught me by the neck. Finally, I said to myself, I can't live this way. I'm going to find out who's on this island with me. One way or another, I'll find out. Well, I'll feel better right away. In the morning, I looked around some more and caught a glimpse of a fire away through the trees. I moved toward it, cautious and slow. Soon, I was close enough to see a man lying on the ground covered with a blanket. He yawned, stretched, and took off the blanket. It was Jim. I sure was glad to see him. I said, hello, Jim, and walked out. He jumped up and stared at me with a scared look in his eyes. Then he fell to his knees and put his hands in his head. Don't hurt me. I never did any harm to the ghost. I always let dead people and did all I could for them. You've got to get me back to the river where you belong. Don't do anything to old Jim. I was always your friend. Well, it didn't take long for me to understand that I wasn't dead and I wasn't a ghost. I, I was ever so glad to see Jim. It wasn't lonesome now. I knew he wouldn't tell anyone where I was. How long have you been on this island? I asked. I came here the night after you were killed. Or the night people thought you were killed. He went to where I hid in a canoe. I fetched some food while he built the fire. When breakfast was ready, we laid on the grass and ate. Jim was starving. When we were both pretty much stuffed, we lay back and felt lazy. By and by, Jim said, But look, here, who is killed in that cabin if it wasn't you? I told him the whole thing about the pig's blood and the pretend tracks and everything, and he said it was smart. He said Tom Sawyer couldn't have thought of a better plan. I said, How did you get here, Jim? He looked pretty uneasy and didn't say anything for a minute. Then he said, well, you see, it's this way. Old Miss Watson treats me pretty bad sometimes, but she always said that she wouldn't sell me down to New Orleans. Then I noticed there was a slave trader coming around recently, and I began to get uneasy. Well, one night, I crept to the door pretty late, and I heard Miss Watson tell the widow that she was going to sell me down to New Orleans. She said she didn't want to, but she could get $800 for me. It was so much money that she couldn't resist. The widow tried to talk her out of it, but I didn't wait to hear the rest. I ran away pretty fast, I tell you. After Jim finished telling his story, I showed him all the supplies I had made with me, and we ate a good dinner. It was his first good dinner since he'd run away. 
then we found a good hiding place to set up camp.